Well, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be here again today. Thankful for everyone that's come out. Yeah, I've got uh, one scripture I'm going to read uh, to start. It's from Galatians 6 and 9. tells us, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not faint or give up. Let's focus on the command that it charges of the do not give up, along with the words grow, season, and reap. So that's what we will dig into a little deeper today. That'll kind of be the, the points that I want to try to bring out in the lesson this morning. So first, Galatians 6 and 9 tells us to do not grow weary of doing good. It's a timely reminder that weariness often doesn't come out of the blue, but it's something that we grow into. Weariness starts as a seed that, if cultivated, will grow into the desire uh, to give up. Growing weary can creep up on you and can cause us to miss out on reaping our harvests. We don't just all of a sudden get weary. We end up growing weary. You don't just wake up overnight and just give up in most cases. Usually it's something that uh, in this case could be a seed that's planted that's not a positive seed. And it, it turns uh, negative uh, and you wind up eventually giving up instead of, instead of holding on, instead of remaining faithful and uh, not growing weary. The word weary here means to be weak or to fail in heart. It happens over time as life circumstances slowly chip away at our confidence, our faith, and our strength without even our realizing it until one day we look up and just completely want to throw in the towel. <clears throat> I don't always notice my children's growth day by day, but it's obvious over time that they are, in fact, growing. When I look at pictures of them from last year, I ask myself, when did they grow so much? This growth happened right before my eyes. However, the day by day goes, does not reveal it because it's easier to see growth over time. So when you, you have family members such as maybe a family reunion or something like that that you go to or that you attend and you see uh, friend or cousins or family members, different things like that, and, and some of them may live off and you don't see them for another year. So when you go back and you see them again, you, it's like, you know, it's amazing how much they've grown. But your own kids has grown the same way, so they're thinking the same thing. But you've not noticed it as much with yours because your day-to-day -day of seeing them, you don't notice that change as much. <clears throat> In the same way, growing weary happens so slowly and slowing before you, you may not even recognize it. So if we're not careful, we can grow weary and not even realize what's going on in our life. That's why it's very important that we stay as close to God as we possibly can. We stay active and doing as much as we can for God and with God and staying in church and, and doing as much as we possibly can because a negative seed or something, uh, if we allow it, uh, can, can turn us in the wrong direction. Symptoms of growing weary, uh, just a few uh, that we'll look at. Say, losing patience in an area uh, or with a person you would normally show kindness and grace to. 
doubting if you're headed in the right direction or doing the right thing after God has already confirmed over and over this is what he's called you to do. So if God's called you to do something, you know, it doesn't matter what the timeline is because our timing is different than God's timing. If he's called you to do something, it's, you know, it's best to stick with it and to not grow weary in doing it. Losing passion and zeal for these things uh, that you once loved, these symptoms do not show up overnight. They all start with a seed of doubt and whispers to us that the good we are doing is not enough, or it doesn't matter, or weariness is rooted in the lie that our doing is somehow not good. Of course, the enemy doesn't want you to do good, so any time that he can either plant a seed of negativity or use someone else to, to spread that negativity uh, and to cause you to have doubt, if God's called you to do something, it doesn't matter what it is, doesn't matter what the outlook of the world is, doesn't matter what the perception of, that people has, because if God is for you and God has called you to do it, then stand firm on his word and on his promises. We remember the goodness of our work. Don't grow weary in doing good. Remember why we started it in the first place and don't allow your purpose to be overshadowed by your challenges. There's no doubt in growth that there's challenges in no matter what the situation may be. Uh, there's there's going to be obstacles that's going to you know get in our way that we're going to face and different things that we got to overcome. But God, if he has called us to do something, he will allow us the ability to overcome anything that may come against us or may come uh, in, into our pathway. Obstacles will come, and many times they won't be a sign that we need to quit. They just mean we need to keep on going and push through. And that pushing is what will be the very force that will help make us stronger. How many times have you had to go through certain things, and when you go through it or when you're in the middle of that trial or that situation or facing that obstacle, it seems like, how, how am I ever going to get through this? But once you actually come through it and you overcome it, you can look back and lots of times be so much stronger than what you was before you ever went into that. Here's the thing. Growing is an ongoing process. There is not a time in your life that you are not growing because growing itself is a sign of life. If you are alive, you are growing. We never stop growing. We never stop learning. We never, you know, it. You know, like Pastor had talked about uh, making notice of the ones that has read the Bible all the way through. It don't matter if you've read the Bible all the way through. When you read it through again, you're gonna, there's going to be something else that you're going to grow from reading that word that's going to stand out to you. That same scripture that maybe you've read over and over or heard taught on or heard preached on, you know, there's, there's lots of times that someone uses the same scripture text and they bring things out in a different way. And it, and it takes on a whole new meaning. In lots of times, ways it's like, I, I don't know why I didn't think about that because it seems so simple at that point. But so often, we just overlook things in our life, you know. But we never stop learning. We never stop growing. And if we will put God first in our life, he will continue to reveal things to us, uh, to show things uh, to us, to help us and strengthen us to be able to get through life in general. You are either going to grow weary or you will grow empowered by the good works that God has called you to do. You will either grow tired or be energized by the purpose. You will 
either grow fatigued or grow in strength as you stay determined and steadfast in the truth that you are doing good. No matter, like I said earlier, no matter what someone else says, no matter what someone else's view of it is, uh, even if you have the naysayers, so to speak, or the people that's not in your corner, if you've got God in your corner, that's what counts and that's what matters. And it's important to stay on task with the direction that he has for you because you never know who you're going to come in contact with or what you're going to do or what you're going to say in, in doing God's will as far as in helping someone or, or leading someone to the truth. We need to stop saying, oh, I'm just, and you can fill in the blank at that point. Uh, we can say, you know, my career path isn't very, uh, it doesn't feel very rewarding. Uh, we can say, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home parent. I'm just, uh, I'm just this or I'm just that or I wasn't born with a certain last name. I mean, there's a variety of things that we can point out here, but if when God has created us, every one of us is created with a purpose, and each of us, our purpose may all be different, and, and there's there's certain things that no matter what the situation is or what the job is that job that God has placed you to do, he's done that for a reason. So, you know, we can always look around us. Uh, I'm pretty short as far as overall. I've always... Uh, uh, I've been fairly short as far as that goes, so I can look around and think, well, I, I wish I was tall. Uh, well, somebody may be super tall, may wish they was shorter. Uh, you know, it, it's always one of them things that if we're not careful, we can always look around and want something different. And we're all created for a reason and for a purpose, and we've got to understand that. We're, we're all fearfully and wonderfully made, and God makes no mistakes, that's for sure. So... It's important, uh, especially in the life, in the, the, the culture and the life that, that we live right now uh, with social media and things like that. Uh, I've got some family members and, and friends that if I didn't know them personally, when I see their pictures on Facebook, uh, I honestly wouldn't recognize them. I hope they don't ever come up missing because if I ever post a picture of looking for someone, uh, that you won't even recognize some of them. I mean, so... The problem with that is, is, is that's the culture we live in with the constant we're not good enough uh, or we're not, you know, that we need to do more. Like I said, you know, either short, you need to be taller. Taller need to be, you know, skinnier, need to be heavier. It, it's always one thing or another, and, and society has, has added to that with always making it seem like we're not good enough. Uh, you know, there's complex issues with, you know, whether – we're losing our hair as I'm starting to lose mine, whether it's, uh, you know, turning gray. I mean, there's, there's so many factors in life, and we're, that's, that's all part of how we was created. Uh, so we don't need to allow social media and people to influence us in a negative way. We need to remain as, as faithful, as positive as we can, uh, no matter what state of, uh, of where we're at as far as in life. Uh, <clears throat> if God called you to it, it's a good work. And it's important to him. This is why Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So, you know, we got to get along with each other. But my goal shouldn't be to please man. It should be to please God. And no matter what the situation is or the circumstance is, I've got to stay focused on that. And sometimes that's that's tough because we get caught up in things in life or day-to-day -day, uh, issues and stuff like that, and, and it's just, it, it's sometimes easier said than done, but we just got to stay focused on doing God's will. We grow weary when we stop working 
before God and we lose focus on the truth that the work he has called us to do is good. We are going to grow, but we also have have the uh, power to decide in which direction that we will, that that will be. My advice is to grow in God and his truth. Reject the lies and doubt that suffocate your potential for healthy growth and allow God's word to be the seed that promotes growth towards his, toward him and his will for your life. Very important to listen to what God has to say. That's why it's important that we stay as close to him as we possibly can. Uh, the farther we grow from God, the closer we are to the world and to what the world's got to say. And, you know, the thing of it is you're never going to please man, so to speak, or the world. There's always going to be something else. But as long as we're focused on pleasing God, that's our main uh, focus that we need to have in life. Not only are we directed to not grow weary, we are also reminded to wait for the proper time. Trust me when I tell you that there is nothing more that will make you want to quit than to have to wait. Uh, how many how many of you in here like to wait, whether it's in line at, you know, at, we go to a fast food restaurant and, and, you know, if we have to wait three or four minutes for our food, we get aggravated. You know, when in reality, that's, you know, it's pretty quick, but that's just the, the way we've gotten everything so fast paced. And, you know, we want everything now. We want it immediately. We want instant results. We want to be able to plant the garden and go pick the tomatoes tomorrow. And that doesn't happen that way. It's just, that's just not how it is. And that we'll dig a little deeper into that as we go on. But waiting is exactly what we're called to do. In fact, waiting is the opposite of giving up. Many times we want to give up because we're tired of waiting or we've received God's wait as his no. But waiting doesn't mean no. God's not going to do it or it simply means to wait for it. But our impatience tells us our waiting season is a sure sign that we are wasting our time on this good work. But we must be reminded of this truth. Your waiting is not wasting. There are several, several scriptures that tell us to wait on the Lord. Uh, I've got a few of them that I've, that I've notated, not all of them, but there's just a few. So we can look at Psalms 27 and 14. It says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on the wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Psalms 135. I wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. Habakkuk 2 and 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Psalms 37 and 34, wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off they shall see it. Psalms 40 and 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Psalms 37 and 9. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord 
they shall inherit the earth. Psalm 62 and 5, my soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. Uh, Job 14, 14, if a man die, shall he live again. All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. There's numerous more, uh, numerous other scriptures. You can look that up. Uh, I won't keep going on them. Uh, this was just a few that I that kind of stood out to me that I thought that I would that I would bring forth. But waiting may not be uh, waiting may be uncomfortable, but it is necessary because we're not just waiting for no reason. We're waiting for the proper time. Our good works will be fruitful. However, if our harvest does not come at the right time, it will be no good. Let's take a look at, say, uh, farming. Uh, I know Brother Casey's uh, uh, big into the farming, and, you know, that's what he does uh, for a living. Uh, there's probably many in here that do gardening, per se, so we can, we can uh, reflect from gardening as well. Uh, whatever you're going to plant requires work, for sure, first off. You don't just throw the seed out there, uh, and then that's it. So, and, and it also requires the right timing. So, for instance, for each seed type, there is a different window of time to plant the seeds to ensure the right conditions for them to grow and to produce. This ensures that the seed grows in the optimal environment to flourish the most. If it is planted out of season, the weather and environment will not be conductive for the right growth, and it will die. So basically, if I was to go out and plant a seed, say, for instance, today, uh, say I decided to go out and plant uh, some cucumbers, they're not going to, nothing that I plant right now is going to live. It's the wrong season for, for that. Now, there's other things that can be done in this season that can't, you know, that, but planting these seeds for, you know, is not the right timing. So it's important that we stay focused and that we're in tune with God so that we are in tune with his timing and with what he has for us. Uh, <clears throat> when it's planted at the proper time, it grows and it will be ready for harvest. Your desire to give up may be a sign that you're trying to grow out of season, per se. It's not that God does not want you to experience the fruit of your good work, but he wants you to be able to maintain it as well. God doesn't want to just give you a blessing that you can't handle, per se, you know, or that we, that we have an issue with or, or can't maintain. Your harvest has different needs, and God knows the right atmosphere for which your work will flourish. So he's waiting on the perfect time to maximize the fruit. He wants to produce through your good work. What seems like God's delay may very well be his providence. God doesn't just want to give you the blessing. He wants to empower you to maintain it. If he gives it to you at the wrong time before you've grown into maturity for it, it may slip through your hands. I'm not going to give my child, say, for instance, as uh, a toddler, I'm not going to buy them a mountain bike. I'm going to buy them a tricycle. That doesn't mean that they eventually won't want the mountain bike and that they won't get the mountain bike, per se. But if I give them the mountain bike at the time that they're a toddler, 
there's no way possible that they're going to be able to ride it, even though there's nothing wrong with a mountain bike. But their ability and their talent at that point in time and just and their physical uh, size and, and just their ability, it's just not feasible at that point. So there's a timing issue that comes into play. And so there comes a point where then they outgrow that tricycle and they grow into the next level bike or, you know, and you just keep going. And those that has children know that, that, you know, you buy a bicycle one year and, of course, depending on how quick your child grows, you may have to buy one the next year or, you know, within months just again. So, uh, and waiting doesn't mean do nothing. It, it means to keep working towards the goal. Humble yourself and be willing to prepare. Don't think that you're ready for something just because you want it. That's a tough one right there because many times we want something, and as we talked about with the drive-through, we want it right now. We don't want to have the patience. We don't want, you know, we might pray for it, but we think we're going to pray for it, and it's just going to instantly happen. And it doesn't mean that God's not going to give it to us or that God's not going to provide that to us, but it may not be in the timing that we're expecting or that we're anticipating because we may not be ready for what we're even asking for. We think we are just because we want it. But in reality, that's not the case. It's in the waiting that we are strengthened to carry what God, God has for us. Because harvest is a lot of work and can be heavy. This is why we can't afford to grow weary and weak. We need to strengthen ourselves to be able to maintain the harvest that God has for us. We can be so quick to want the blessings, but forget the responsibility that it requires of us. So how many times have we wanted something, per se, and not even realized the, the responsibilities that go along with it? And say, it usually, depending on your age and depending on the growth, you know, you start, you look at things in different, different seasons of your life, but, you know, when you're younger, there's the certain things that you want. Generally, as a child, there's these toys or games per se or you know certain things like that that you generally that they want uh and i you know there's things that even that say for instance i'll use braxton as an example there's things that i that we bought braxton for christmas that's thrown in his toy box now that he was so excited when he got it he wanted it he, he but now he's not even playing with them i mean he's not even you know they're just thrown in the toy box i could probably take them out as i had done with our other kids we we put stuff in the attic and we got ready to move, and we start pulling stuff down, and it's like Christmas time again. They don't even realize or had forgotten that they even had the stuff. Uh, but it's it's just one of them things that was important at the time for them. But then once they got it, then you know it, it wasn't anything that is on to the next big thing per se. How many times for us, even as we get older, you know, we we want say for instance the bike. Then we get closer to driving age, we want a car or a truck. But we don't realize that along with having that that vehicle. You have to do maintenance on that vehicle. You've got to do oil changes. You've got to check tire pressure. You've got to buy tires when they wear. You've got to put insurance on that vehicle. You've got to put fuel in that vehicle. There's things that's associated with that that if we don't do, then that vehicle either won't last or won't go for sure if you don't have, have fuel in it. Same thing can go with a house. As you get older and you decide, hey, I, I, I need a house. I want a house. Say, for instance, you've been renting and you've had a landlord, well, then when you buy your house, you have to take care of doing all of those repairs. So you've got to keep the gutters clean. You've got to keep the, the uh, vinyl or the brick tire washed and, you know, the yard mowed and everything maintained and the, everything that goes along with that. So no matter what phase in life we are, there's always that responsibility that goes along with what we want. And we can't take that, that for granted either. 
uh, as far as in when we're thinking about that. Harvest season is the busiest for farmers or per se if you've got a garden when it's time when the, when, when the garden is ready and the, the vegetables and the fruit need to be picked, it's time to get out and, and actually harvest harvest that. You must go out and gather the harvest. We must be strong enough to carry all that the garden has produced. Uh, and not only that we must do it in a timely manner because when we leave it too long, the harvest will rot. So even though we've planted that seed and even though we wanted that garden to grow and we've done all the steps possible to, to make it grow, once that harvest is ready, if we don't go out there and get it, it just rots away. So our timing is important there as well, that, that we're prepared and that we're ready for all points of uh, once we plant that seed. In farming or gardening and in life, timing is important. The next harvest won't be ready to come until you pick the one that you have. Oh, how I've experienced this truth in my relationship with God where he won't give me what's next until I'm faithful with what's now. We've got we've to focus on what God has for us now before we start looking for our next toy that we want, so to speak, or our next vehicle that we want, or our next house, or whatever it is in life. And I'm using materialistic things, but just to bring out a point, uh, so many times we want to uh, do a variety of things. And, you know, we can use the example uh, of ministry. Uh, as far as, you know, from someone in the youth group, say they have a desire to eventually uh, pastor the ch a church. They don't just instantly just become the pastor. They couldn't handle that. They have to go through a growth season, and they have to learn and, 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 and grow spiritually and, and mature before they will ever be ready for that. So if they were just given that because they wanted it, they would fail. And so it's important that we trust God in his timing, and if he's called you to do something, you're going to be able to do it, but it's in his timing, and you've got, to, you've got to trust that. Many of us are waiting on God. How many times is God waiting on us to be faithful with the harvest that he is already giving us? How much do we already have, uh, not just strictly from a, a materialistic standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint, but aren't we, we take a lot of times for granted what we have once we've got it. Just like this, the example I give with Braxton and the toys, you know, he takes it for granted once he's got it, it's not as important to him. But how many times when we don't have that or when we lose something, do we look back and, and realize that we had taken it for granted? So we need to do everything that we can with what God has given us now, especially if we uh, want to move to the next level with what God has for us. Many want to be in harvest season not realizing that this is the season where the most work is required. We often forget that it's in the harvest season where many people want to quit as well. Your willingness to keep going and to keep getting back up when you fall down is the only prerequisite to reaping the benefits of your harvest. Though each season you'll be tempted to give up for various reasons, in your planting season you'll wonder if it's worth it. So when you're looking at that seed in your hand and you're thinking about the, the garden that you want to plant, 
you're only looking at a seed at that point. So you're not, I mean, you can look at the package and it may show the cucumber or the, you know, what you're going to plant and it looks really good. But you, you've just got a seed in your hand. So there's, there's things you've got to go through and steps you've got to take to be able to get to that harvest point. Um, and you, you don't just go out there and plant them, like I said, today and then expect tomorrow to go out there and, and harvest the crop. But you have to look at it and wonder at that point, is this worth it? Do I want to wait? If you're waiting in your waiting season, you'll speculate if it's even happening. So when you plant that seed, you go out the next day, you aren't going to see that that seed is sprouted. Now, under the surface, it's going to actually start taking root and start sprouting before you see it on the outside. And God does the same thing in our life and in our hearts and with us and with things. He's working even when we can't see it. He's al- the, the process has already began. But we've just got to trust in him and his timing. In your harvest season, you'll question if you're strong enough. But though each season, God has given us uh, one simple command. Don't grow weary. Wait on God's perfect timing. And don't give up. Because Galatians 6 and 9 promises that we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to get everything right. We don't have to have everyone like us or agree with us. We only need a determined and stubborn faith not to give up. So don't. 